Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DNB Supply Show. I am happy to be here with you again. This is your host, Matt Breckwald. And today, I get to speak with Philip Marks. He is the, well, I guess the founder of Direct Seed Sales, and we're going to be talking all about planting new grass seed. Philip, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. It's great, man. Thank you. Hey, well, I'm, I'm happy to speak with you, and I'd, I'd love to introduce you to our audience. Could you tell us just a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background? Sure. I'm a, I'm a fifth-generation agronomist. Retired. Um, my dad before that, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather um, started a company called Northrop King Seed uh, back in the Midwest and progressively moved west, uh, ending up in Seattle in the late 40s and uh, just continuing on from there. Um, there was several companies in the, in the interim, and um, I started this company by myself uh, 20 years ago. Prior to that, I worked for um, as a resource manager for Warehouser uh, in one of their subsidiaries, and, and we did, you know, habitat work, restoration work, reclamation work, all that. And so I um, found that there was there was a need for um, somebody with uh, <laughs> in a super niche type position in the Puget Sound market, also Alaska, Idaho. Um, I've, got, I've gone down to Colorado, Montana, um, Wyoming, New Mexico, all throughout the West, but mainly in mainly in Washington State and Idaho and Alaska, and have been kind of a, a, a turf a, for a turf seed specialist, um, forage seed, pasture mix specialist, also uh, native grasses, um, which uh, you know, I became intensely involved with, and um, and wildflowers, pollinators, every you know every every kind of seed that that can grow. Um, and it was a, a wholesale only type operation. I did not sell to the public, I, um, which was, although I had a lot of calls from the public and yeah. was, uh, was, you know, gave out a lot of good advice and tell them, you know, well, I guess it was good. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> advice, put it that way. Okay. And then would kind of orient them to where they could be as successful as possible, but they couldn't buy it for me. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Well, there you go. You know, it's such an interesting time. There's so much development going on all throughout the West, all throughout uh, the the area that DNB Supply Services. That uh, there, there's a lot of people that are planting new grass seed uh, that are that are doing it themselves and, and giving it a go. And and so we wanted to get your advice on that today. Uh, are you the guy to talk to about this? Sure, I can help. <laughs> all right, sure. Well, let's uh, so I, let's lay out the process. If somebody's going to be putting in a lawn, they're going to plant their own grass seed. What is the process? Just I step by step. How do they how do they get started, and where do they go to next? Well, I'm going I'm going to explain it as um, the optimal success story, and what has to be done to achieve that. Um, first of all, we have to survey the site. Um, what is on the site currently? Is it is it receptive to to grass seed, or does it, or do we need to add organic soil conditioners? Um, organic chemicals might be necessary to clear the site of um, any weed species because they will they have you know no natural 
no natural predator. They'll come back, and so they have to be eradicated as much as possible. And the the size of the site really will determine that. Uh, you know, uh, you know, fifteen hundred square feet is a lot easier to maintain than ten thousand square feet. Sure, uh, but, but the process is still the same. We have to make the site, the seedbed, ready to introduce to sow the seed, and so the seed can germinate and grow and prosper and year after year after year. Um, so we want, uh, in the in the best of situations, a seed bed of four inches, and that that is well drained, um, organic soil, rich in organic material, and um, the first step is to you know you get all that dirt down and you walk through it and it's you know you sink up to your ankles. Well, we don't want that. Okay. We want we want to compact we want to compact the site. Um, using a lawn roller, half full, not full, but half full of water, and run that over the site, and all of a sudden you'll see, well, there's bumps, there's valleys, there's dips. We'll rake those in, fill those in. And we use the lawn roller um, to make that surface as smooth as possible, once accomplished, um, to the user's satisfaction. Mm -hmm. um, when a lightly rake very lightly rake that soil and create some furrows for the grass seed to be dispersed into. Okay. And it can be dis dispersed uh, in, in a number of ways. Um, broadcasting it is is probably the easiest way to go. Uh, and we're talking home lawns here. Okay. Um, a, a drop spreading is is it can be used as well, but then you have to go you have to use two different direct go two different directions. Or there's hydroseeding um, which is a quick, efficient way to do it, uh, but the site has to be prepared the same, regardless. Okay. Uh, once once done, uh, and the seed is dispersed, and we'll talk about mixes in a second, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, once the seed is dispersed, um, turn your rake over, lightly rake it in. You don't want to bury it, but you do want it to, to uh, kind of be covered up just a little bit. Peat moss application at this time is an option, um, especially if it's later in the spring um, and and you can't we can't irrigate as much as possible. And a fertilizer at this point. Um, I, I personally recommend a, a, you know a very balanced fertilizer like a triple 16 or something like that. Um, just because it gives the, the, the new plants and just an overall um, um, good send-off and for germination, for growth and color. And uh, once the lawn is, is established, you, we go with a little higher end nitrogen fertilizer, but not at, not at this time. Um, and then we want to take your roller, empty the water out, go over the site again with an empty roller. And the purpose of this is is to just make sure the seed is in firm contact with the soil. And uh, you know, wind, you know, you're having a windy situation there. Wind is an inhibitor to germination, as is uh, poor light intensity, uh, poor precipitation, and 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 heat. Of course, those are the four uh, ambient uh, conditions which will affect germination. That's why we kind of wait until now or fall. Um, to get our seed in the ground. Okay. Um, too too early. You're not going to be successful. Too late. It's going to be too bloody hot. So, um, at this point, irrigation is essential. 
And by irrigation, um, I don't mean a, a rainbird sprinkler with a heavy droplet of water. At this point, as much as possible, I know it's, it's not always realistic, but we want a fine, a fine mist. And, and the, the seedbed needs to be moist at all times as much as, as, much as possible. And, I'm, you know, and I realize sometimes that's not realistic, but mm-hmm. keep, it, keep it moist. Um, and keep it. And as the as the grass plants begin to emerge and are visible, well, then you then you can switch to um, an oscillating sprinkler or or a, a, a rainbird type sprinkler or something like that. Increase increase the 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 droplet a little bit, and 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 you'll be fine. Um, generally, we don't get a lawnmower on it till it's about four inches. And even though it might look a little sparse in places, that is that is that is going to stimulate growth even more, and those spots will fill in. So, um, to the listeners, don't don't feel bad or 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 think that there's a failure if there are a few few spots that haven't germinated yet. It will it will fill in, mm-hmm. um, and then we want to then at that point it's just regular lawn maintenance. Um, four pounds of nitrogen per year per thousand square feet um, usually three or four applications during the year will do that um, most importantly um, in in the treasure valley in your neck of the woods actually from pendleton all the way to all the way to twin or idaho falls probably mid-october would be best um, in a maritime climate uh, where i where i've come from we you know we don't do it till around the first of december okay um, but it doesn't get you know it doesn't get cold there. It's like fifty degrees all the time. Mm-hmm. So it, and and that is it in a nutshell. I'm you know hopefully you know I'm not reading this from a script and I'm <laughs> going from memory, but I think I've done enough, I've done this enough time. Then I'll get people. Well, can you come and do this for me? And I say <laughs> no, no, I can't. But thank thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, you've you've obviously done it a few times. I wanted to clarify one of the things you said. So. Uh, sure. If somebody you talked about running the roller over it again a second time, but with no water in the roller, if somebody has put peat moss down, yes. would, is it still okay to roll it over uh, to run the roller over Absolute, it? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. Perfectly fine. Okay. Um, and the peat moss will will disappear. It will be absorbed into the into the soil base, but it's it's still there. It's still working. And even though peat moss may look dry on top, it's it's still moist underneath. So it's it's providing a you know a, a, a very good function. Should the seeding take place when our um, you know when the rainfall or rainy season um, tends to tend well when things dry up right know, right when it quits when you can't count on natural irrigation okay. All right. Well, let's talk about varieties. Obviously, different varieties are going to work better yes. in different places. Well, uh, in the DMB stores, um, all those all those mixes will will perform very well with it within your geographical location from from Pendleton all the way all the way you know through the Treasure Valley and up and up and down the you know the you know the Grand Baker City all the all the way mm-hmm. um, and. W- we formed, years ago, back in the '90s, I, I was asked to come in and and take a look at at the seed section. And there were I don't know, there were probably 15 different companies represented and all different sorts of stuff. And I was given the task of clean this up, <laughs> okay, and come and come up with some some proprietary mixes that we can call our own 
and um, but we'll f- but we'll fit the area, and 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 we did that. Um, and over th- you know over the years, it's been tremendously successful. Um, I think I think your customer wants to understand the the aesthetics of it first and foremost. What do they want to look at? Mm-hmm. And, and what is the function of the lawn going to be? Are we going to are we just going to look at it? Is it going to be showy? Is it going to be a a, a a visual work of art, or is it going to be functional? We can, we're going to play volleyball on this. The kids are we're going to play mm-hmm. soccer. We're going to play baseball. We're going to we're going to play croquet. Right. <laughs> And so we ha- we ha- we have design mixes that are heat tolerant, which doesn't mean they still won't need irrigation as needed. They will, but they will bounce back from a drought stress situation really really well. And the first one is called the the desert green mix, and it consists of um, largely of tall fescue, which originally was a very broad leaf kind of light green type species but through the years and and through and through science not genetic modification just through science we've been able to to make this into a finer bladed um very erect growing Mm -hmm. extremely extremely tough um grass that's that's good to look at uh we combine it with a little bit of perennial ryegrass and a little bit of chewing's fescue and the, the this, this, these are all what we call bunch type grasses. They're not going to spread into the flower beds and into the sidewalk or the gravel driveway. It's very erect growing, very easy to cut, mm-hmm. and and it's been it's been hugely successful. I, you know, and I'm not taking credit for that. It's just that that uh, the stores have done a great job of, of marketing, and they know they know about it. They know they know the function of it, and. Um, you know, there's been huge growth in 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 your community, as as you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, every time I go down there, I never know. Okay, where's where's Napa end and Meridian right. start? What's going on here? Right. You know, I, <laughs> I don't I don't know. And uh, and so that that is uh, for turf for turf purposes. That's our lead grass. If if your customer wants something a little a little showy, um, and they don't they don't mind. Um, that you know uh, that it has that it, it will tend to lie down a little bit. Um, there is a mix called Prestige Premium, and it largely con- and it is uh, uh, Kentucky Bluegrass. It is Creeping Red Fescue and it's Chewing's Fescue, and uh, the the bluegrass is a moderately very dark green species of grass, but the the red fescue and the Chewing's Fescue are very fine bladed. And it gives you a very fine bladed type um, visual effect. Um, it, because it has a Kentucky bluegrass in it, it's a it's a vigorous rhizome producer, which means the root system underground is going to grow on its own, expand, sh- um, shoot up another grass plant, keep on going. Um, kind of like a strawberry plant above ground, Kentucky bluegrass does the same thing underground. Um, and it's great. It's very. It's uh, it, you know. It's it's a. It's 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 very pretty. Um, um, will not recover um, probably from injury probably as quickly as desert green, but it will recover. There's no mm-hmm. question about that. Okay. And again, the irrigation and the and the fertilization needs are the same. So those are the two primary mixes. We were able to just narrow it down 
and and give something to everybody an appeal a vi- you know a visual appeal because we all we all understand that this is a visual type product um, with with a result that that has great expectations mm-hmm. and um, you know one the, a, a, a real basic difference between the desert green and the prestige premium is is the desert green will green up a lot quicker in the spring okay than the prestige premium because bluegrass does go into a true dormant state and it it will take you know heat units and light units in order to stimulate it back to back to into a growth pattern okay so it you know, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, we're not talking months. It's some, just a matter of weeks in some cases. But that's why you'll be driving down the street. You'll see a green lawn. You'll see a brown lawn. You see right. in the winter. You'll yeah. see a green lawn and a brown lawn. That's one's desert green. One's bluegrass. Okay. Or prestige premium. So, and there's some specialty mixes that we have. We have an overseed mix for those for damaged spots. Um, just comes in a little three pound bag, and you know. It's uh, follow, follow, follow the same instructions as if you were putting in a new lawn, except the, the areas are obviously not nearly as big to cover. So mm-hmm. you can, in lieu of a, of a roller, you can just pound it down with, with the, turn the rake over backward and just pound it down. That's what, well, that's what I always do. And there's always, and there's also a, a sudden green mix, which is by name. And it is just, it's a quick cover. Um, in some parts of the country, you know, it's it's largely annual ryegrass. Uh, in some parts of the country, it's it's actually a short-lived perennial. But not in 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 Idaho, your part of Idaho, it's it's a true annual. But it's a reseeder. But it's just for people that yeah, we just we're we're not ready to put our yard in, but we want that won't don't want the dust. We don't want the okay. any um, any runoff to. Um, to occur during the winter, we just want a quick cover that's not going to be a problem getting rid of. So we have sudden green, and it uh, we call it sudden because it will germinate in about six to seven days, oh, wow. if that, maybe maybe four or five days. So, oh wow, okay, so that's quick. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, annual ryegrass. You know, both both of them are are, are big seeds, um, and and they're just. Um, I mean, you get annual ryegrass to germinate on your desk if you want. If you wanted to, <laughs> uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't do much after that, of course. But uh, it's 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 just an easy one, and it serves a purpose. And um, it is, you know, you know, obviously a specialty type mix for a specific just for a specific situation. Okay. There have been there have been times when we we've had low grow mixes in stock, but we've but we found out that. That it was, it was pretty much a, a duplication to the desert green, and so we're using desert green as a low grow or slow grow type um, blend as well. Okay, now if so, right right now is the ideal time for somebody to be planting. Uh, so we're we're at this window of opportunity where we've got. We've got warmer soil temperatures. Uh, we've got the light units, but we don't have it really, really hot. And so, when does that right. when does that window kind of close? When do we get out of that ideal that ideal situation? Well, you want to make sure that the you know the soil temperatures do lay behind ambient temperatures, but you want consistent you know consistently nighttime temperatures um, in the mid forties, and then and then you're fine. Um, this is this is perfect. Our light hours are increasing. I don't know how many minutes a day, but um, and our heat units we're going to are going to be increasing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know you're having some wind issues there, as as we do where where I live, and and um, that 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 is pretty much mitigated by the fact that you've put the empty roller over the seed bed. Mm-hmm. It's going to or peak and and or peak moss at the same time, and that's going to hold the seed down. And uh, people will complain, oh, the birds are eating all the seed, and don't worry, the birds aren't eating all the seed. <laughs> They're just <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, they're not they're not going to interrupt it. So right now, um, you know, April 15th, probably through, um, oh, I'd say Father's Day, which is the middle of June. Um, then I'd pick it back up. And then it gets then it gets awfully hot and dry. Yeah. And I'm not saying it can't be done during the summer months because it can. Um, but it really really have to have the irrigation going on it and uh-huh. um because if it because if it if it if it germinates but if it if it is left to go dry it will die okay now you talked about it's just you you talked about droplet size for that irrigation uh so if people are gonna be reliant upon irrigation they get it in later in the spring uh maybe into right. later into june like you're talking about what? How do people control that droplet size? Do they just go buy some sort of new sprinkler heads uh, to to put on for a for a short time span while they're germinating this grass? Well, well the, the the main the main issue is 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 you don't you don't want the irrigation to move the seed around. Okay, and a heavy droplet will do that. So, but you know there are probably adjustments where you can get a fi- you know a finer a finer droplet to a heavier heavier droplet. Once we've germinated, you can and and you see growth one inch, two inch. You can put a heavy droplet on it, and it's it, it's it's great. Okay. Um. But the, but the you know the, the the issue is is we don't we don't want to put a heavy drop of air of water on there and then move the seed around because mm-hmm. then you'll end up well the, well then I've got I've got seed germinating great down by the by the sidewalk in the driveway but in the middle it's not doing anything well that's because all the seeds washed up the driveway and the sidewalk got it okay <laughs> now when it comes to that initial soil prep especially with new construction where you know we don't have the best soil up on the surface when you're talking about that right. organic material what can people do to prep that soil and get the necessary amount of organic material in there before they go to plant the grass well you don't um analyze what's there first um usually it's going to be very compacted there are probably rocks um stones um maybe some weed species mm-hmm. we've got to we've got to remove that as much as possible and um you know like i said we can get ger- we can get seed to germinate on concrete but it's not going to grow um right and so we've got to get rid of that concrete that that compa- compacted soil situation and um you know, people used to put like a couple inches down, or four, well, they still do, I'm sure, but put a couple inches of topsoil down, and they'll till it in. And the, the reasoning behind that is they don't want to introduce two foreign soil types. Well, during that process, you're going to kick up a bunch of weed seeds to the surface that have been buried for decades, and all of a sudden they're going to germinate, okay. and and folks are going to blame the seed. Gotcha. And it's not the seed. It's uh-huh. just it's just indigenous seed that has been lay, been laying dormant. Now it now it's exposed and it's going to germinate. So um, if if that top layer of if that layer of concrete can be broken up a little bit, and if you and if we can bring in, you know, four to six inches of topsoil for a seed bed, everybody's going to be great in great shape and ha- and happy. And there are going to be some weed seeds germinate uh they're 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 you know 
it, it does not come from the seed mix because everything has been very intensely uh, tested mm-hmm. and and, uh, and certified and and you'll get a seed mix that is that is has zero weed percent in it but weeds weeds come up they blow in mm-hmm. um, possibility they might be in the in the in the topsoil that comes in although that's a rarity um, one, once you can get out on it you just you know you, you see this one grass that's like a foot taller than everything else and you obviously a weed plant just just pull it out yeah there you go okay it's a, it's it's going to happen, um, and or you know just through the just through the act of the action of mowing, um, it will remove a lot of those species too because the grass seed will germinate. Um, it will develop into a turf, and it will be and it will outcompete okay. uh, any any seed grasses. If broadleaves come in, that that's that's from nature. They're blown in from somewhere, and it's difficult. I mean, you have a nice you have a nice yard, and the next door neighbor, you know, you're, is a pasture, and mm-hmm. and um, you know the the grasses grow up. They go, you know, they develop fluorescence. They go to seed. They blows all over creation, and um, and then all of a sudden, I, my lawn starting to look like that pasture over there. <laughs> right. So, um, that's just, that's just nature at work. Yeah. Well, Philip, this has been great. I really do appreciate the advice for everybody out there that's going to be putting in a new lawn. Uh, what have I forgotten? What did I need to ask you that I didn't get done? Maintenance is a, is a key issue. Uh, once we've, we've established, I guess we didn't talk about that very much, Matt, and irrigation when necessary. The mower is, is, is actually an important an, an important piece of machinery, um, especially when that first time you're you're cutting the new lawn, um, got to make sure those blades are very sharp. You you want to cut the grass, Matt. You don't want to tear the grass. Mm-hmm. And and um, and and that that's probably true um, as as all. But you know, I've I've been in situations where you know I haven't changed my lawnmower blades in ten years. It still looks fine. Uh, but not, but not for that not not for those first two cuttings. Um, you want them as sharp as possible. Okay. And then um, irrig- irrigation as 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 again as required. Um, fertilization as 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 recommended by probably the the local extension service or 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 the DN or the DNB specialist. Um, Again, three to four times a year. But again, I would, you know, I would consult the special, the lawn garden specialist at D- at the DNB store, and they know what the, they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. Great. Well, Philip, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us today. We really appreciate it, and I know we're going to have a lot of green lawns out there thanks to your advice. Thank you, Matt. I'm glad it finally worked out. You take care. Well, here's to you, everybody, and here's to your green lawn this summer, your new lawns or your existing lawns. And hey, as always, enjoy your Western lifestyle. Well, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>